0: Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Stafford here again with World of Smiles and our podcast, Mixed in Titian. And today my special guest is Marie Eve Gagnon with Slumbertime Solutions. Hi, it's Hi. nice to be. Hi, thank you for coming in today. Thank you. So tell our audience a little bit about Slumbertime Solutions. Yes, so um, like many people, my, my my business started after a personal experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have two kiddos and my second um, my daughter, my second child, was my non-sleeper, so we uh, struggled with sleep quite a bit, mm-hmm. uh, and when we finally helped her, you know, figured out how to help her so she could sleep better, uh, I decided that I wanted to help other families not go through the same journey <laughs> that we had gone to. So I wanted to help families have get the support and the knowledge that I could have used uh, at yes. that time. Oh, that's wonderful. There's a lot of families out there that need that (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's one of those things that you would think sleep is sort of easy and natural, but Mm -hmm. it's actually kind of tricky, and and a lot of families do kind of struggle with sleep at different times for different reasons, so Mm -hmm. um, trying to help them um, get to a, a better point from that perspective. Oh, that's great. So let's talk a little bit about the importance of sleep. At what age are babies able to sleep through the night and how many hours? Yeah, absolutely. So I work with families uh, who are expecting all the way to families with like five-year-olds. So what we do is, is very different, right? Mm-hmm. Expectations for a newborn are very different than expectation from a six-month-old or two-years-old. So right. things definitely change. Um, you know, newborns wake up a lot, you know, but there's definitely things, even from, from the beginning, that we can do gentle, small things that we can do to make sure we're encouraging good sleep. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we may not make, you know, we can't help a newborn sleep through the night, but sometimes there's things right. we can do that make it worse. And yeah. that's what we want to avoid. Oh, that's really great that you work on that with families that have new babies too. Yes, I think that's yes. great right, that support um, system. And then by the time we're, you know, four months old and six months old, I mean, a lot of babies can't sleep many hours some still need maybe one feeding or two at a time but we can typically start to have nice long stretches of sleep Mm -hmm. at night. Oh that's great and once the baby can sleep through the night then the mama can sleep through the night. Yes (laughs) yes so um, you know that's what's so great about seeing families kind of improve their sleep mm-hmm. because as as they start to be able to put their kiddos down faster or they are able to sleep more hours you know during <laughs> the night once a baby sleep better I mean parents can also start to, mm-hmm. to get more rest and that can uh, make a big difference yeah that's mm-hmm. great oh uh, and is there a specific age that you find families struggle with the most with sleeping yeah I find that around four months Four or five months often parents kind of seem like they hit a wall <laughs> and a uh-huh. little bit so you know the first couple of months we tend to be we're so so on the high right this newborn right. we're so and then it's after a while that sleep death like that sleep deprivation can kind of catch up with us mm-hmm. a little bit uh, and also around four months sometimes that's when parents go back to work or, um, right. and that's also there's a big developmental lead and there's a lot going on so that I find that often around that time uh, parents sort of are ready to, to kind of focus on that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that's wonderful. I know that I've met families that have kids that are even two and three years old that are still not consistently sleeping through the night and waking up numerous times. Yeah. And so it sounds like you're able to help families that have that situation as well. Yes, absolutely. Once again, the strategies we use and the tools we use are different, mm-hmm. whether your kiddo is you know, in a bed or in a crib or, uh, or bed sharing, but there's definitely ways to kind of help Kiddos start to connect more sleep cycle and get a, a more restful night of sleep. Oh, great, yeah. great! And you do in-home consultations with families. Yes, so um, I do in-home consultation with people, you know, locally, and mm-hmm. I also work uh, remotely. So we can also oh, do these consultations like over video, you know, video mm-hmm. calls, or even phone calls, depending on how people what works for them yeah and you offer classes I do so I have uh, two classes that I teach one is uh, the baby uh, basic sleep and it's for families who are either expecting Mm -hmm. uh, pregnant families or two for like four months and then the other class is sort of four months and up Um, so once again we get to kind of focus on on what's developmentally appropriate you know (laughs) in a different different at a different age and kind of talk about what tools and strategies we can use that time. And sometimes too, like I, with the class for expecting parents, um, a lot of what we talk about is setting sort of expectations <laughs> and sort of being right. r- having <laughs> realistic expectations <laughs> about what, what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Some newborns sleep wonderfully from the get-go. Like there are some unicorn babies who <laughs> just sleep <laughs> from the beginning. But uh-huh. what we should probably you know, expect is that when we have a baby, sleep we don't sleep more, you know? <laughs> we don't <get laughs> have a baby to sleep more. Um, so we you know, most often should be prepared that there's gonna be some sleep disruptions and then we can talk about how, what can we do? You know, There's things we can do to help the baby uh, sleep better, but often in the first few months, a lot of what we talk about is how can we help the parents mm-hmm. cope and help them maximize their own sleep, given you know sort of what's realistic of what we can expect baby to be able to do. Yeah, oh, that's wonderful, yeah feel like all parents need that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Especially in our day and age where there's a lot of distractions and disruptions. Yes. Like disruptions anyhow. So Yeah. That's really helpful. Mm-hmm. Oh, wonderful. Well, were your kiddos good sleepers <laughs> from the beginning? Um, so my almost seven-year-old, he he I think was a unicorn baby. He was <laughs> good. I don't tell a lot of people this, yes. but um he slept through the night by six weeks. Yes, they exist. And he was a great nurser and just very healthy kiddo, just kind of slept through the night. Mm-hmm. And you know, his parents were like, Oh yeah, it was us, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then the second kid, not so much, he would per- sporadically sleep to the night and then kind of wake up and yeah I wish I would have known you then yeah. you would have really helped me I would say we struggled until he was about a year and then okay. it was more consistent, consistent. But mm-hmm. yeah yeah and that's the thing like often like this well it could be the first it could be the second child mm-hmm. but it, a lot of this is a temperament of the child, right? Their right. own sort of natural skills, what comes easy to them or, mm-hmm. or where they need a bit more help. And so, yeah, same thing. I got tricked to have a second <laughs> kiddo and then that was <laughs> the one who, yeah. yes. who we you know, have a hard time with. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I find often when I speak with parents, it's often the second kiddo yes. um, that can be a little bit more challenging mm-hmm. in certain ways. Mm-hmm. And sleep, uh, it's definitely one of those ways. Yes. <laughs> yes. Challenging us parents. Uh, well, what else would you like to share with our families out there listening? Yeah. Um, one more thing that I offer that we didn't talk about is that I offer a weekly uh, sleep support group. So think about a, like a new mom's group, mm-hmm. but that's sort of focusing on sleep. Uh, so that's every Tuesday at twelve thirty, twelve thirty to 130. And it's at uh, in North Portland at the Doula Love Wellness Center. Oh, great. Uh, and it's free. So people can come in and check in and talk. Oh, nice. We talk about some I typically have a topic I talk about for a few minutes, and Mm -hmm. then we just open it up, and people share their their wins of the week, or (laughs) their struggles, or questions, and we um, talk about sleep for a little bit. Oh, that's great! Yeah, Yeah, a lot of fun. What a wonderful service that you're offering families. Yeah, (laughs) it's fun to get to see yeah families and Mm -hmm. how things change over time. Right. It It is probably fun to see moms who are getting more sleep and then you see them <laughs> they're getting more sleep and you're like, oh look, yes. you're human again. <laughs> yes, that is the most rewarding part of what I do, which is to see that transformation in right. families, you know, mm-hmm. like families who, it's just, parenting is hard. It is hard. Uh, it's yes. beautiful, but it's hard. <laughs> great. But getting some sleep makes it a little easier, okay. you know, it's a little <laughs> easier to be the parent you want to be when you have some rest. Yes. Uh, so it's great to see. So rewarding to see mm-hmm. sort of changes in family and sort of see them either the kiddos being sort of you know better mood or the parents just feeling like human again right. <laughs> like you were saying yeah um, well sleep is so important for kids too because of brain development and even their behavior you kind yes. of mentioned that a little bit but um, behavior of children can be driven by how much sleep they're getting and mm-hmm. the quality of sleep yeah so I think yeah. recognizing Yeah, it's really, definitely, especially as they get a little bit older, you know, kind of toddler, we see that more in sort of toddler and Mm -hmm. preschoolers where all of a sudden, when we sort of address sleep, um, parents are often surprised as to what other areas of their, you know, life, you know, kind of seem to be affected by this change, Mm -hmm. Uh, and definitely behavior, and just easier mornings, and more pleasant dinner, (laughs) and just in general, just, yeah. So Marie, before I let you go, uh, are there any tips that you could share with parents? So let's say a parent of a three, four-month-old, can you give a couple tips to our audience? Absolutely. So um, one of the most important thing at that age is making sure that we don't, our babies don't get overtired. Mm. So kind of just getting to know your baby and their windows. Like how long can they be awake before they need to nap and sleep again? So um, when if you kind of get into that rhythm and kind of can offer a nap or bedtime before they, they are overtired, typically sleep is easier and they actually tend to sleep better, which is sort of counterintuitive. But right. uh, for babies or kiddos, um, kind of just making sure that we get on their rhythm. And some kiddos are very good at giving us signs of that, you know, mm-hmm. they kind of give sort of sleepy cues like they're yawning or they're rubbing their eyes or they're getting little fussy but we're trying to look for cues before we have a meltdown right Because you know? typically by the time we have the meltdown we kind of miss that window right and so the next it. time we can sort of try to get them down just a little before we get to the uh, meltdown so once again catching kind of keeping an eye on their how how long they're awake and mm-hmm. making sure that we they don't get overtired can definitely make a difference right. um, yeah, that would be sort of one of the main thing at that Yeah, point. that's, that's mm-hmm. wonderful. And what about a parent of, say, a three- or four-year-old that's still struggling with the child yeah. sleeping through the night? Do you yeah. have any quick tips you can give us? Yeah. So often um, what happens at bedtime really sets the tone for their expectations of the child at night. So often when three- or 4 year old wake up at night, I always ask, how are they falling asleep at bedtime? And often at that age, you know, parents kind of snuggle with the kiddo and then kiddo falls asleep and, you know, the parent is next to them and then the parent sneaks out. <laughs> and then a few hours later, kiddo wakes up and they're like, where did where did, where did my parent go? Right. And all of a sudden that feels different. And uh, if they don't feel confident in falling asleep on their own at bedtime, when they wake up in the middle of the night, they won't feel confident to just roll over and kind of mm-hmm. go back to sleep. Um, so. So, kind of thinking about what is happening at bedtime, and is my kiddo, you know, does my kiddo feel is empowered and confident and capable of falling asleep on their own at bedtime? And most often, once they have bedtime, then just the middle of the night comes together, and we start to they start to be able to sleep Mm. through the night. That's great. Wow, excellent advice. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So, Mariv, tell us uh, your website for your company. Yeah, so it's slumbertimesolutions.com yeah, you can find all sorts of information on there. Wonderful. Well, thank you again for coming out and talking with us. Well, I thank really you very it. much. <laughs> thank you very much for having me. Uh, and that concludes another episode of Mixed Dentition. Everybody have a great day. Thanks. <laughs> Fill the world with smiles. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs>